Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports here. I'm going to be doing a solo episode here uh, discussing a, a film I particularly enjoy. Um, it's called 13 Hours, directed by Michael Bay, produced by Erwin Stoff and Michael Bay, and written by Chuck Hogan. Um, this is a movie that... it, it It's not 100% to the T what happened, um, but it is based on a true story. Obviously, Hollywood will exaggerate. But um, some stuff they obviously couldn't say or, you know, they, they would have. I feel like Michael Bay would have. He's a very American type of guy. But I'm going to go ahead and give the movie information here. On September 11th, 2012, Islamic mil- um, militants attacked the U.S. Uh, consulate in Benghazi, Libya, which is in Africa, killing Ambassador J. Christopher Stevens and Sean Smith, an officer for the Foreign Service, stationed less than one mile away Um our members, a.k.a. James Badgedale and a.k.a. John Krasitsky and Max Martini, of the Annex security team, former soldiers assigned to protect operatives and diplomats in the city. As the assault rages, are, rages on, the six men engage the combatants in a fierce firefight to save the lives of the remaining Americans. Um, obviously, all this information is on RottenTomatoes.com, uh, you know, reliable source for information on the movie, but I don't really trust their ratings. Um, this is obviously a ra- uh, rated R movie, but uh, the genre is war. Um, but just this this movie in general is just really it, it tells a tale of guys that never will even get recognition because they technically weren't supposed to be there and technically they were mercenaries um, that stepped up and made a call, and you know it was the right call. Because sadly, I don't know if anyone remembers the story of Benghazi um, and the ties to Hillary Clinton and stuff like that, which that's a discussion that we could even discuss in this review because it's related to the movie. Um, But just some performances I wanted to go over, I guess, briefly, because this is kind of a bro movie, like just in general. But if you are just someone that kind of wants to know about like truths and kind of perspective on certain recent events, this is one of those movies I would recommend. Um, really good cinematography by Michael Bay. Surprisingly, this is one of his better movies. Um, it, it's enjoyable. Um, it's sad. It, it it tells a tale of just a bunch of bros that were stationed there and kind of not respected and genuinely decided to make a decision to try and help. And obviously they weren't really, you know... <laughs> nationally accepted as heroes in fact you know not many people can probably even tell you their names but um, i'm glad this movie was made to be able to tell that story Um, but james badgedale played tyrone woods um, aka roan kind of the lead team leader really fun character really personable always stood up for his guys one of the people that did actually wind up passing away in real life um, so a rest in peace to you, sir. But James Badgedale played a really good role and had a really good performance in this film. Um, and then John Krasinski, a.k.a. Jim from The Office, played uh, Jack Silva and played a really good kind of guy that couldn't really let go of the combat, couldn't let go of that thrill. Um, and, and obviously the money was probably nicer than anything he was doing back in the States. But... 
I, I mean, he just kind of, you could tell that he wanted to stay home and be with his daughters and his family, but there was just something always calling him out there. And, uh, you know, James Badgedale delivered a nice line in the films, like, you know, you're never going to be able to really go back. You're a warrior. This is what, you know, calls to you. And I thought that was pretty, pretty heavy. Um, but, um, yeah, shout out to John Krasinski for having a really good role in this. And uh, just shout out to anyone being a part of this project for telling a story that needed to be told in a sense. Um, also shout out to Max Martini played, uh, Mark, uh, Geist, AKA Oz. Um, yeah, this guy, his arm was severed and shit. And yeah, I think it's functional again, I believe. Um, but really, really strong performance by him. Pablo Schreiber played Chris, uh, Peranto, AKA Tonto, really fun actor in my opinion. Kind of the, the start of his career. This is what kind of, I feel like jolted him up there. Um, and then you had Dominic Fumusa um, playing John Teagan, a.k.a. Tig. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to Matt Letcher, played Ambassador Chris Stevens, which was a tough role to play, I'm sure. Even if, you know, you can break this down however you want. I know it's a Michael Bay movie, and we all know what Michael Bay has done in the past couple of years with fucking ambulance and shit, but... I, I mean, I, I thought that that was an interesting role for anyone to tackle because it was just a tragedy. I mean, this guy was projected to maybe even become president one day. And it was just one of those things where it's like, man, this th this whole thing was deeper than it seems. I mean, I remember I was in school and they were blaming movies in America for the reason why they attacked. And, uh, you know, our, our president sat up there and, you know, said, what are you, you know, we're, we're blaming uh, in this film, I don't remember the movie or anything like that, but I remember that it was because of films, and it was just insane that you had to do what you you know do what you did. I mean, if you know you know the story of what happened to Chris Stevens, I'm sure that you know you would you would kind of get the gist of what I'm talking about. But another guy, David Benman, played uh, Dave Benton, uh, aka Boone, uh, really cool character. He's like a sniper, and then David Costable played Bob, who was like the CIA director of the Annex facility that didn't even make the call for that team to go in to attempt to rescue uh, the security team as well as the ambassador. Um, the The team made the call themselves. This guy was, a, you know, kind of a coward, but, you know, he was sticking to policy, just bodying out in a crucial crisis moment, and it was just not good. Um but another guy to shout out is Toby Stevens, played Glenn Bub Daughtry, uh, a.k.a. Bub, excuse me, but his name is Glenn Daughtry. Uh, and he's another guy that did wind up passing away as well. Uh, rest in peace, sir. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's just very insane how this even happened. And I, I, I would go into some of the performances by the security detail and shout out to anyone that was there and actually involved in those events, um, it's something that you definitely couldn't have predicted just because of the severity of, you know, what was going on. There was no help in the area. And even when they were calling for help, you know, there was F-16s in Sicily or Italy or whatever. And, you know, that's a 46 minute flight or whatever. So, I mean, you, you can just picture just one flyover would have scared all these guys back into their you know, houses and shit and gotten them away from the Americans and potentially saved the ambassador. Uh, apparently there was Marines on standby. I mean, the whole story of Benghazi, you know, it was a, it was a fuck fest from the get-go. 
Uh, granted, maybe the ambassador should never have been there. I, I can't speak on political terms. I can only like voice my opinion. From my understanding, uh, Chris, Christopher Stevens was a, a very philosophical kind of for-the-people kind of relations guy. Um, seemed authentic and genuine, but you know, it, it, it raised questions because of his, his likeness, because he was projected to be, you know, maybe something greater than an ambassador one day, potentially president. Um, you know, it raised questions. And I think you can really leave it at questions because I think a lot of answers are in the deleted, deleted box of uh, Hillary Clinton's email. But it's just crazy the fact that we actually had assets nearby that could have saved people, could have saved lives. And I didn't even shout out, um, obviously, our rest in peace, Christopher Stevens. But um, there was the IT guy that wound up dying with Christopher Stevens as well. Um, I, I'm trying to pull up his name. I think it's... Christopher Ding Dingley um, playing Sean Smith. I think that's who it was. Um, yeah, but, but either way, this movie, again, it, it, it's jam-packed with violence. Um, it is kind of like a last man standing scenario and, you know, some covert op shit. You got the gist and the perspective of Benghazi, what Libya is kind of like, Um and it, it it's a very tense and intense film, and it shows obviously the severity of choices and consequences, and like it, it also kind of makes me think like, yo, we need to just stay the fuck out of that section of the world. Like, in, in fact, stay out of any other country's business because they don't like us. They don't want us there. We are sending people there to die. For no reason at all. For for what? Air domination? Satellite imaging? On what? People over in Afghanistan, bro? Like, it, it's just one of those things where it, it just kind of makes you realize, like, the American values in this movie are there. But it does make you question, um, obviously, other powers at play. Like, there are corrupt aspects of our government, obviously, and I think anyone can say that at this point. I mean, no one's really talking about the Biden impeachment, but, you know, what do I know? But one of these things that, you know, a movie like this can actually give you is a little more perspective, and, you know, you might actually learn something you didn't know before. Um, and I'm not talking about some guy loading up his AR quickly, but I'm talking about maybe some information, you know, maybe if you didn't know where Libya was, maybe if you didn't know the actual... Uh, the, the gratitude, like, not the gratitude, but the the entirety, the, the grand scheme of things, the bird's eye view of some of these recent events and tragedies. I mean, and the sad thing is, is that the movies that are made on them don't justify them by any means, nor do they portray the actual events to a complete picture. But what they can provide you with is a little bit of insight, and I think, you know, being misinformed and being completely out of the loop is just dangerous nowadays. You need to be aware. You need to know what your government is capable of. You need to know what, you know, what's at play, what's at stake. You need to know. You need to at least have one ear to the door. You know what I'm saying? But, like, um, according to Rotten Tomatoes, this movie only has a 51%. 
out of 225 reviews. And on the audience score, out of this is 25,000 plus ratings, uh, it has an 82%. A very, very fun movie, in my opinion. Uh, not... I'm not trying to say fun in a bad way. I really am not. I'm not trying to be disrespectful at all. It's a Michael Bay movie. It, low panoramic shots, tons of ripped dudes. That's Michael Bay. But it's entertaining, it's enthralling, it's captivating. It's one of his better movies, in my opinion, of recent years. Um, but I, I think if you haven't watched this, you should. You should. It, just based on the story and some of the intensity and some of the scenes, like the combat scenes are kind of wild in this. I'm not going to lie. They look very practical. I know Michael Bay does not fuck around with production value. If he's portraying a story, he wants to use real explosions, real military gear, real military training, even real military guys. Um, and, and they're able to accomplish that. And apparently he's very well connected with uh, some, some, of the, uh, some of the military people. So he's able to use and get some of these really cool shots on, you know, aircraft carriers or of the jets and stuff. So it's really cool to see that aspect of his filmmaking process. But I, I don't want to take away from the story of the brave men that did attempt to save the ambassador, but instead they did save their entire, his entire security team. Um, and they were able to pretty much get the CIA annex, uh, fend off wave after wave of insurgents and, and save a, pretty much a, a fucking an office in the middle of fucking Benghazi in Libya that full of, you know, in spies and, you know, shit like that. Um, and, and they did it honorably, you know, without wearing a flag on their vest because, again, they're not military. They were, you know, mercenaries in a, in a sense, kind of just a security team. Um, but they were elite, very trained very smart, and the, this movie portrays that very well, in my personal opinion. Um, you know, as far as movie making goes, obviously it's a Michael Bay movie, so you have to take it for what it is. But for the story alone, is the only reason you should watch this movie. Absolutely. Um, again, I'm gonna give this probably an 8.5, maybe an 8 out of 10. It's just one of those movies that I think, especially if you're an American. I think you should watch it just to get a little perspective on what we are actually doing with global espionage and just the stupid bullshit that we're doing for power moves, when in my personal opinion as a country we should be pulling back and being more just in general safe, safeguarding our populace, our borders, making sure that our kids are educated, making sure that we have clean oceans, making sure that we have a clean environment, making sure that we're you know progressing scientifically and technologically. This is one of those tragedies that just makes you sit back and wonder, what the fuck are we doing over there? Like, what is in Libya that is so goddamn interesting to us? This is a country that's been in turmoil for uh, probably since its existence. So, I, I mean, I don't understand why we need assets there, why we need teams over there, like team leader. You know, like, it's just not needed, in my personal opinion. But, uh, you know, I'm not you know, on, on a fucking panel, you know, calling the shots or getting access to, to, to classified material and then also being able to stock trade, which is a, is a funny, funny uh, fuck you to the American people. And you know what? We voted people in. We, we have let this thing happen. And this is, again, relating to 13 hours, 
you know, the scenario of it being about films and being broadcasted on media that it was about films back in the day, you know, this is, this happened in 2012, this is nearly over, you know, almost 12 years now, and it's just crazy to think about how, you know, misconstrued and misinformed the American populace really can can be and possibly is. I mean, we've all seen the clips and we've all seen videos of people on the streets in New York not even knowing who the first president of the United States is. I mean, people not even knowing what, what the capital of their country is. People not even knowing that London isn't a country. Like, it's just insane to me that, you know, that, that's still, that's, that movies like this will get a 51%, but the 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 let's be bros you know the, the the homosexuality just being thrown down everyone's throat gets like a 90 percent the movie's ass and then like a movie about genuine heroes that never actually got proper ceremony that saved lives like it has a shittier rating and it's not just because of the filmmaking it's also just because genuinely we all know why we all know why. The truth is never 100% out there. You have to dig around for quite some time to really find it. Um, and, and that goes for this movie as well. I mean, obviously, if you did you know, know the events of Christopher Stevens, I believe that he was carried dead naked through the streets after being fondled and, you know, in a sense, molested while he was dead. So there's some necrophiliacs over there in Libya. But um, in this, he you know, disappears during, you know, a fire, you know? So, I mean, so, shit like that is exaggerated. But as far as characterization goes for the security team and stuff like that, I've, I've been reassured that it's very spot on. So I, I genuinely think just for that aspect, you guys should check this out. It's not a long film. It's not, it's nothing crazy. It's about, you know, about an hour and a half, a little more. But uh, if you like Jim from The Office, you'll like, you'll like John Krasinski in this. Uh, if you like James Badgedale, the guy from the Pacific, the guy that uh, had that uh, pretty pretty emotional death in the gray, that guy, uh, he's in this kind of takes lead. Uh, just a, just a really fun chemistry between all the all the actors and actresses in this. It was very interesting and very captivating to me, at least as I guess a young American and someone that just always wants to know the truth. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I really think that it's key that people are informed properly and understand the gravity of certain situations as well as just overall, you know, perspective on, on the world's perspective of us. I mean, you know, we all talk about how we want to go travel and see the world, but we all know why it's so dangerous for Americans in other places because we're very oblivious. We don't respect other cultures or other environments. And we go to places mainly just for the tourism value, you know, and... And just for the just for the joyride and the experience, but not to really actually, you know, take it in, take it genuinely, take it like like as a genuine part of your journey, not just a couple pictures for Instagram type shit. So that's just something that I've always thought about, and the, this movie does put that into perspective for me because like you got to realize like yo like we should never have had a CIA annex over there. We knew that the 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 area was quote unquote hot why the fuck was an ambassador over there with minimal security on a very loosely defendable compound i mean that's very sketch that that was planned for him 
Um, I know he apparently wanted to be there and wanted to be there to, to, to interact with the people, to grow the relations, to show that he had no fear. But it was just a very... Um, and, and again, none of this can really be, you know... Spe- it's really all speculation. Because like, none of us were really there. But when you break it down, if that was the case, then that's admirable by Christopher Stevens. But if this man was set up by our government because he was projected to do better things and, and be uh, what you would call a better man in the position of power, then that's a little scary that such a tragedy could just be caused by ourselves. But then you break it down, you go back on other conspiracy theories that I'd love to get into, you know, talking about how Bush did, but, you know, not I, I'm not saying Bush directly did 9-11, but... Potentially Cheney, potentially our own government. I mean, there's there's suspect clips more and more coming out every fucking day. It seems that that I see, and I mean, firefighters live on nine eleven saying, "Did you did you see those bombs go off? They, they shattered everything." It was just crazy. It's just we'll never know the complete and utter truth because again, life is about perspective, and this is one of those movies that offers the perspective uh, as well uh, on, on on the ground in Benghazi. It shows a little bit of. Um, I guess symbolically what the people of Libya were going through with their civil war. I mean, and the Americans were just in the middle of it at the time. And the ambassador, I imagine, was one of the first, uh, you know, kind of kickoff points in, in that sector. But it's just, in my opinion, if you want to get a little more educated on, I guess, some of the more recent, sadly, tragedies or, I guess, major events that have sparked a lot of controversy. I mean, if you don't know, this is the main reason why Trump was using that email hoax, not really hoax, but email, you know, one-liner against Hillary all the time was because of this event. She was, I think, the Secretary of Defense or something, or heavily related to this incident. I mean, it's just one of those things where I mean, you look back at the early 2000s of our government, and even when Barack Obama took over, um, and he was in office when this went down. It's just the events that just took place were very questionable and suspect, and the casualties uh, on on every side and every nation in that area have been catastrophic. Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria. I mean, the innocent people in those countries. I mean, you can only imagine what they go through, and it's a it's very it's a it's a very dark topic to discuss because. I mean, we're we're not even discussing the genocide in Yemen right now, but it's it's one of those things that is sad, and more than anything, just disappointing that it's being allowed to go on, that it's been just covered up, lied about, misconstrued and twisted, and it's crazy that you know. What people are really worried about, you know, is their Instagram following base. Obviously, as a, as a podcast, we shout out our Instagram and Twitter, but I'm talking on a personal level. If you're just worried about your selfie looking like shit, I mean, you need to check some things up, you know? I mean, there's children starving in Colombia right now. Their currency is dirt. I mean, they're Venezuela. I mean, it's... We're very lucky, if you're listening in America, to be here. And I thank, you know, my family and, and my friends for 
for for I guess always being around and you know and I imagine in the final moments of you know everyone that did pass on that you know fateful evening in Benghazi um, no matter what side you were on we're probably thinking about the same fucking thing so it's just crazy to kind of think about and put that into perspective when you're talking about you know when you want to just say this is a goddamn American fucking movie right here but it's also a little fucked up you know, because, you know, what's in Libya that we need, that that we need and don't have? I mean, look at the cobalt mines in the Congo, where, like, five-year-olds are mining with nothing but a basket and, like, a rag for pants. Like, I, I mean, you dive into this shit, man, you, you, you better get ready. You'll find some shit you don't fucking like, and that's just facts. And it's just the reality of the situation and the reality of uh, 13 hours, this film, is is that it really shows you that time is precious, but also at the same time, there's always bigger things at play that sadly you'll never be able to see unless you, again, sell your soul or you are at a crossroads and you make a deal. And some would say that is selling your soul, but I... I like to classify that as <laughs> shaking hands with the devil. And everyone has a different devil in life, and that's just facts. But uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to this movie review of 13 Hours, directed by Michael Bay, featuring John Krasinski and James Badgedale, and so on and so forth. And this was a really fun movie. I It has a really good rewatch value. If you're uh, from America, I recommend you watching this, because you really need to just make sure that you admire the the braveness and and the stand-up nature of these men um, that made this call, and that's American. You know, doing the right thing because you can, because you're able. Um, and, and that's what it should mean today. And, and I think, you know, genuine people, even across the world, live by that code, and maybe you got a little spike of American in you. You know, not, not saying DNA-wise or nothing like that, but... You know, I don't think American, by 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 human law or definition, is just because you're born here. I think you can have that American rebellious nature to you because it's key to always want freedom in every aspect of life. And it's sad that in a lot of areas it is still oppressed and suppressed. Um... And, but when you talk about, you know, wanting to, when I talked about wanting to be a little bit, you know, I, I wish our country would be a little more inner thinking. I mean, if we were, and we were able to have a legitimate legal immigration system that would be a little quicker, process way more at the same time, I mean, I don't see why we wouldn't have a massive surge. We are the most, one of the most diverse places in the world, if not the most diverse. It would be the American dream, in my personal opinion. But honestly, just, you know, if you don't know how to drive, then don't get on the road. Please. <laughs> the traffic out here in Parrish is terrible. And we are very close to a big number of downloads in Parrish, Florida. So shout out to Parrish. Shout out to the Bay Area in Florida. Uh, it is a magical place. It really is. And again, shout out to 13 Hours. This movie is really good. If you have not seen it, I really recommend it. Um, if you know me personally, come and ask me for the hard copy. 
if you are watching on a streaming platform, I imagine this is around $7.99 on Amazon Prime to rent. Um, and it might be even cheaper. I'm not sure. But definitely give this a watch. And make sure you guys and, and gals, wherever and whenever you're listening to this, take care. This is Trevor, signing off. Peace.